0: The real way to make money on books is through the speaking, the coaching, the consulting. And frankly, that's the great thing about books. Books lead to multiple streams of income. And today, you're going to learn how to turn your book into multiple streams of income that can launch your career. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book coach, developmental author, excuse me, developmental editor, (laughs) and ghostwriter. And uh, prone to making word mistakes when I speak, I guess, and no matter where you are with your book, I can help you uh, finish it and get it over the finish line. Uh, Our guest today is Susan Friedman. She's the author of many books, uh, a couple of dummies books, uh, from riches to niches, a wide range of information. She's certainly turned numerous books into numerous careers, and she's going to share her experiences, and how you can turn your book into a career. Welcome, Susan.
1: Thank you. Good to be here, Dan. Good to be with your group. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. Let's dispel one myth right off the bat. Yes, there are some people who can make a lot of money selling books if they really put their minds to it, and they really have a large platform. But for many of us who are speakers, coaches, consultants, and business professionals, Selling a lot of books is not going to be in our future, but writing a book can lead to multiple streams of income. So tell us about your journey and how you started writing your books and realized that the money is in the consulting and the coaching. And how did you get that to that point where you turned your readers or turned your book into a marketing tool that created multiple streams of income for you?
1: So I love that question, Dan. And interestingly enough, I actually started the other way around. Uh, I was in the speaking training business and going to National Speakers Association for the very first time. I did ask some of the experts there. I said, what do I do? What do I need to do to get on more stages, get known in my industry? And I was told, write a book. So that was not that wasn't in you know in the stars for me at the time at all. But of course, once that seed was planted, Dan, I needed to go with it, and I was told, well, it doesn't matter if it gets published or not. You just write the book. You can self-publish, and I was like, no, I want a publisher. I definitely want a publisher, and uh, and that's what I did. I went in in search of a publisher who fit my style of writing. And Dan, I know working with so many different authors, there are so many different styles. And my style is very much, you know, the tips and techniques. That's why, you know, having written uh dummies book and a For Idiots Guide book uh, was just the right uh, style. But I found a company, Chris Publications, they wrote, uh, they published books. They said they're, they're, uh marketing, um, what was it, their pitch, their tagline was, you know, uh, you can read this book in 50 minutes or less. And so cover to cover. And that was perfect. It was tips and techniques. And that's, that's exactly what I did. I wrote uh, tips and techniques exhibiting at trade shows. Let me show you. T- exhibiting at trade shows, tips and techniques for success. Not exactly the most sexiest of titles. However, I did manage to sell over half a million copies of the book. And that in and of itself is a whole story. And we can go into that if you want. But... um I actually used the book to build credibility in my marketplace because I was an unknown in the trade show industry, which is where I specialized. I was in a niche market. And uh, which I, by the way, I feel is um, at the core of everything that you do with regard to your book and your marketing, your speaking, your training is to be in a niche market. So I've done enough talking for now, Dan. So Where do you want to direct this?
0: (laughs) I think that's a good background. Let's stick with the trade show coach. You are the trade show coach for many years, then you switched hats, but let's focus on that. So you were in the industry, you had a lot of competition, you said you were not known, so you wrote a book to get known. What were the next steps? You have this book now. How did you use that to leverage uh, the book so you had more fame, more credibility, and it was easier to get clients?
1: Absolutely. So I was looking at how can I use this book now, because I was probably one of two or three people in the industry who actually had a publication who actually had a book. So that in and of itself helped me stand out from everybody else who was doing what I was doing or similar to what I was doing, which at the time was training exhibitors how to be more effective at trade shows. So it was a real niche that I was in, which was to my advantage. And and I looked at other at companies who had the same target audience as me and those are the people who I wanted to speak to and who I went to with my book and said hey how would you like to give this book to every one of your customers or your clients or your prospects you know and so I actually went to the trade show for the trade show industry. And Dan, I know you know that one, but it sounds it sounds such a funny, you know, just something strange that the a, a trade show industry would have its own trade show, which it did. And I actually looked at companies there who would be interested in the book. And in me, not only for them not only to buy the book, for, but for me to help train their clients how to do trade shows more effectively. And so that's really, you know, was my focus is to look at, uh, at that and find companies who had that same target audience as me and where we could, we were not in competition, but we could still work together. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it sounds like you didn't rely on social media or publicity or email marketing. You uh, actually pressed the flesh and met people face to face.
1: Yes, yes. And it was the olden days, Dan, when social media did not exist. (laughs) uh, The the
0: more people I talk to, the more people are saying that that the old fashioned way is really what works now because people get too much email and they scroll through LinkedIn and do like, 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 like. They don't even read anything. They're just, you know, showing up. Um, so maybe maybe the, the uh, everything old is new again. Um, so you're meeting with these people. You're talking to them. Um, how did you decide to price your book? Uh, how did you do bulk sales? And I realize that we're talking in like 1970 or 1980 dollars. But what general guidelines do you have? for pricing a book. And I'll ask this two ways, because I know that you you self-publish and you publish other people's books too. uh, So there's a different economic model there. But uh, Chris Publications, uh, they want to make money. So you you couldn't offer the book at a ridiculously low price because you weren't the publisher. How did you figure out how to price your book for bulk sales?
1: Actually, they dictated that. Um, However... You know, I, as you rightly said, I have my own publishing company and I work with nonfiction authors and our focus is very much on um, the marketing side of how can they sell their books in bulk. And then we're looking at, well, you know, if you sell, let's say, a softcover book for 19 which is sort of rule of thumb, very average. Um, What's it cost per unit what do you what do you want to make on each book and um, you know it, it, are you selling a hundred or are you selling a thousand so depending on your numbers, you would look at what would be you know where could you start making some money on this you know when you start in the thousands, you can afford to make less per book. And it's going to cost you less to uh, to print larger larger quantities than it is obviously for the smaller quantities. So again, there's looking at the economics uh, on that, and when you self publish or when you. Uh, The way our model at Aviva Publishing works, you actually keep the profits of your book, everything that you so you can determine the price you want to sell it at.
0: Yeah, I remember when I made my first bulk sale of my my first book, How to Publicize High-Tech Products and Services, it was quite a shock to me. I was actually at an an editor's day for Macworld Magazine, which is basically where they bring in lots of companies and PR people and you demonstrate your products to the editor's. And they have a nice buffet lunch in the middle. So I was staying on the buffet line. And the guy in front of me said, you know, what do you do? And I said, uh, I, I, I'm a PR guy. And I wrote this book called How to Publicize High-Tech Products and Services. I said, what do you do? He said, well, I'm the publisher of Macworld Magazine. How many? How much did it cost you to make your your, your book? And I said, you know, $6. And he said, how much you sell it for? I said, 49 He said, I'll give you $7 for 1,000 of them. And I said, wait a second, it costs $49. He said, I know, but you're going to want to move a thousand copies of your book out of your garage, make a quick thousand dollars, reduce your cost of printing. And I'm going to give the book to my advertising people, and they're going to give the book to a thousand different companies in Silicon Valley, and you're going to become famous overnight. Do we have a deal? I said, yeah, I think we have a deal. This was a, a no-brainer. That was one of those
1: no-brainers. <laughs> right. but,
0: but, but it also taught me the difference between you know, don't get married to your list price because there's money to be made in other ways. And there are other ways to benefit as well from Absolutely. your book. So let's talk about some other ways of uh, multiple streams of income from either that book or other books. Obviously, you turn it into speaking engagements. You turned it into uh, coaching and training. i uh, what were there are there ways to make money from your book?
1: Well, courses. I mean online courses now are are the big thing. And you know, your book You can cut, dice and slice your book in many different ways and just realize there is so much material, you know, from the articles, you can turn them into uh, mini books. What I've done in the past is I have and I've got them here somewhere. I put everything in my hand. Uh, I took chapters of my book and I created, you know, smaller booklets. And these I could give away, or I could sell as a as a bundle, so I always like to look at how can you cut slice and dice your your book uh in as many different ways as you can, but you mentioned i mean to make money with your book, you know speaking training coaching and creating those online courses as well now uh those are ways that you're going to uh to make money with your book and i just attended amy porterfield's session on on digital courses and she's selling one course and she's making thousands thousands of dollars with just one course so it doesn't mean that you have to have lots of different courses you can have one you know a starter course or you can have a signature course or she calls it a spotlight course you can have lots of different types of courses um, which you could do live and then you can record it and then sell the recordings I mean there's there's so many different ways in which you can do uh this so yes, it's just a matter of uh, who's your market, what do they need, and how can you give them the information that they need in the best possible way, not only for you but also obviously for them because it's all about it's all about what they need. <laughs> Right. And
0: people learn in so many different ways. Some people learn by reading, some people by audiobooks, some people by the experiential of work. Exactly. Exactly. exactly.
1: And the options now are just incredible. I mean, that we've got the, you know, the audio version. For instance, I've just been talking to uh, a company about doing audiobooks using AI, and they sound so good that even, you know, audible you know can't tell the difference um, so the the technology has gotten so great with this that there's so many different opportunities out there now that yes, it's just a matter of finding a few things and or just one and just doing it.
0: Yeah. yeah, let's dig deeper into that, because you're known uh, for your book, Riches, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up the title, riches <laughs> the Riches and Niches, or the, ri- the but, Riches and
1: Niches, how to make it big in a small market, right, yes.
0: the, the biggest problem I have with my prospects is that they're not focused, they say, who's your book for, And the answer is everybody, and I say, mm-hmm. oh no, I know where this conversation is going, and they say, I have ideas not just for one book, I have ideas for three books. And two screenplays, and I say, like, okay, they're not focused. Susan, can you spend a few minutes talking to us about the importance of being focused and finding your niche, and actually some how-to steps to think that you think you've narrowed your niche? No, you haven't until you've asked these questions that micro-manage it down. Because you went, you did trade shows. Uh, And I don't know if you trade shows in a specific niche or a specific market, but you know, tell us about that.
1: How can we really get ultra
0: focused
1: on our market? Yeah. So this is the one thing that when authors come to me, uh, like when they come to you, I mean, the first thing I say is, you know, who's your market and what do you want the book to do for you? Two, Two essential questions. And again, my book is for everyone. Yes, it might be, excuse me. Yes, your book might be for everyone and not even Procter & Gamble and some of the, you know, other multinationals even try to market to everyone. They have their little niches with their products. I mean, Nike, I think is one of the best examples where you look at, they have got products in every single sport, they don't try and sell all of them at any one time. You know, the The athletes, the runners are going to go after the equipment for the runners. You know, the hockey players are going to after the hockey, you know, gear and everything. So you're going to look at um, narrowing it. You know, then I get, well, women between the ages of 30 and 60. OK, again, far too broad. You know. The people at 30 year olds have very different needs and wants to the 60 year old woman. So are they professionals? If they are professionals, what industry are they in? Are you in healthcare? Are you in automotive? Are you in education? What industry? You can you can niche by topic like you could say you know I teach um stress management okay well who do you teach it to well maybe people in the healthcare environment um uh one of our uh, NSA colleagues uh was in the she was an RN well apparently once you're an RN you're always an RN so she she was an RN she got burnt out she wanted to leave nursing and she said, I don't want to have anything to do with the nursing environment. I was like, uh-uh, not so fast. You have credibility in that arena. You know? People know you. You understand the, the trials and tribulations, the burnout features, factors in that industry. You are very important and that you have that credibility in that industry so let's leverage that and take you know what it is that you want to do you dealing with stress management into that environment and speak to them about how they can cope with that so look at often i find that people's background are the best um target for that of uh, for that niche market. Where do you have credibility? Most people with a book already have some background. You know, they're not coming straight. Very few are coming straight out of college. They've got some background. If we go around the room here, everyone's got some background. And look at that background and look at where could you potentially fit fit in with your book. Um, That's always a good starting point. Um, but narrowing it down by industry, by topic, it could be geographic. I mean you you could um, you could let's say you you want to work with chiropractors and you want to work with female chiropractors in the Denver area okay so that's already narrowing the focus down to one particular area but i love working with individuals and talking about you know how to take their their sort of focus or their their background and focus it in on where they could fit in and find their little place in the market uh, their little niche which is exactly it's it's a little corner that's what the word means in French, a niche. Yes. No, yes. That, <laughs> we could I go on know. for ages about this, Dan. It's That's like.
0: <laughs> good. Yeah. This reminded me of the, the other uh, thing to consider when you're thinking about your topic. Um, a lot of us forget the beginner's mindset and mm-hmm. how hard certain things are that the other people find certain things hard that we find incredibly easy. I, mean, I was on a, I spoke at a summit the other day and one of the other speakers was talking about uh, something about publicity and they mentioned how they have a program that will help you find the publications that would be interested in your topic. And I thought, they make, there's a seminar on that? I mean, <laughs> that's like PR 101. It's like yes. the easiest thing in the world to do and they're actually selling a course and making money on that. It's like, ah. Uh, how are, it's like how to tie your shoes 101 and they're yeah. making money on that it's it, 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 well it, it's called the knowledge.
1: curse of knowledge <laughs> Dan that curse, of, curse knowledge. of knowledge we think just because we know it everybody else knows it and because we think it's simple or it's 101 for us you know the ABCs that you know, it is for everybody. And and the fact is that 101 courses um, are actually the ones that tend to be bought the most. I mean, you, I mean, that's why I actually love, you know, the dummies series and where, you know, I, I just re, this just republished. And that's another story. But, you know, dummies, their whole uh, their whole premise is literally, you know, giving you the basics of every single industry, every single topic. Not industry, but topic. They take a topic, and I mean, um, you know, if you ever look at a uh, table of contents of a dummy's book, it, it like goes into every single detail. It's beautiful. And in fact, when you write one of these books, they want you to put the table of contents together before you ever write anything. It's it's the skeleton and they want that skeleton to be really good before you put any meat on those bones. And so,
0: yeah. yeah, Well, I tell my clients to do that. I work with my clients to do that as well, because once you have that outline, you'll never have. Writer's block don't know exactly what to write about. Exactly. It out in, in, in,
1: it's infinite, a perfect. Yeah. It's perfect, Anne. Yeah. It's then it becomes write by numbers. And I know you like writing by numbers. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Susan, tell us who is your ideal client and how can they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, well, thank you. My ideal client are nonfiction authors who Look to want to sell their books in bulk and want to um, know how to market more effectively with their book, because um, it's more than just Amazon. (laughs) There's a lot more out there and uh, looking at non-traditional ways of finding where there are markets, where there are pockets uh, for your book. And I would love to uh, offer your listeners a 20 minute brainstorming session with me uh, where we can look into, you know, finding the right niche for yourselves and um what a might a good marketing plan might look like for you. And they can do that, Dan, at brainstormwithsusan.com. Don't put anything in front of it. It's just com, and that'll take you to my calendar and you can book a session um, with me. That's 20 minutes.
0: Fantastic. Thanks for making that offer. And thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. You can find 200 other episodes. I think, Susan, you are episode number 200. Congratulations. Oh, well,
1: I love it. It's great. (laughs) Thank
0: you. So lots of information on YouTube to help you write and market your book in a flash. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle. The only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book, but don't know where to start, you can find great information at WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookandflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.